Okay, five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. And off we go in the wild blue yonder. Okay, let's go up here, click that, and uh, see we got our old WDMA. Yeah, it's all working. Why do you know about that? Okay, so we're going to go over to Tom Fishburne today, and he's talking about the creative brief. And I didn't do a lot of creative briefs because I was on the agency side. And um, we were so creative as an agency that we kind of told the client what they needed to say. <laughs> I don't know that we got creative briefs, but that was, you know, this was back in the, in the pre-internet days. So maybe it was before creative briefs were invented. But anyway, this is what the client is supposed to send to the ad agency to tell them the kind of creative they're kind of looking for, to give them some tracks to run on. And so this is the client talking, and he says, this campaign is our top priority. We have to cut through the clutter. Creative will make all the difference. So here's the creative brief. Now the agency replies, this is just a list of buzzwords. Can you give any more direction? Not until you, our VP tells us what she hates about whatever you come up with. It's a trap. Okay. Now, what I find interesting, because I'm, I'm, I'm sure Tom Fishburne has more experience in this because he was at Procter & Gamble and ran a bunch of brands. And so he was probably spending a lot of time talking with agencies about how to do what they do and what, you know, what could be improved. And... Uh, so Tom basically is in this world or has been in this world, not me. But I think it's funny that the creative process, we'll call this whole thing the creative process, done by supposedly the most creative people and the best communicators of the world, supposedly, highly paid communicators, isn't communication and isn't creative. <laughs> I think that's funny. So the ANA reports from a survey that 58% of clients believe they do a great job with their creative briefs, but only 27% of agencies agree and zero strongly agree. They don't, nobody thinks the clients are doing any good. Okay. And one creative director, Mark Duffy, described the creative briefs as the worst pieces of communication in business history. As he put it, briefs serve one purpose and one purpose only, covering ass. I think that's a double entendre about briefs. But anyway, so, you know, they fill out the briefs with the vaguest, most meaningless sentences possible that will make it impossible for the agency to blame them when the ads don't work. And where I wanted to go, and the reason I took a little bit of time on this is because Direct mail cuts the clutter. In direct mail, and this is why direct mail should be the foundation of your creative, is we can figure out what's going on to a much higher degree than you can by just running ads, even with focus groups or even with test markets. We can A-B split the creative. And uh, we talked about in the webinar at some detail. We didn't get into the creative too far. Um, I have on some other occasions, but we were working with a, a retailer uh, and they they had these they had these beliefs. 
One belief was that they didn't have to open new stores, even though that was kind of the way they had grown in the past. Uh, for like 15 years, they'd grown by opening stores. Uh, they, they thought because of the Internet, they could just have a great website and do media, mass media, and that would drive sales. And it wasn't happening, not really. And uh, sales were sort of slow, slowing. The other thing they thought was that they could market to their existing customers, mainly by email. And what we showed them over the course of about three years was that direct mail could tell them what was actually resonating with their customers. And once they knew that, then they could, they could consistently develop advertising, mass media, and the website to take these themes and make them more exciting, pour gasoline on it, get out to a broader audience. Here's something else I found really interesting from Tom Fishburne. Nielsen, which used to be called AC Nielsen, it used to be, it's the people that keep track of TV ratings. They, they found that creative, that creative, and we'll put that in quotes, creative, that's the process of creating stuff, I guess, contributed 47% of total sales. In other words, the creative was almost half of the effectiveness of an ad compared to 22% reach. Reach is kind of like how much you pound on it. Brand is 15%. Now, Procter & Gamble said that they felt that the whole digital e-commerce e thing was driven by the, by the popularity of their own brands. But anyway, and targeting only 9%. Now, what's really interesting about that is that's like... 180 degrees opposite of what direct mail teaches you if you test those things. You can get, and I've gotten up to 40% from creative, from just changing the creative a little bit, um, but doing it well, I, I've gotten 40% differential increase in sales per piece. But in general, it's your targeting. It's getting to the right audience. Now, the other ironic thing about this is that digital, the main shtick of digital is that we put your ad in front of people who are ready to buy. The timing is everything. I don't even see timing on the list. Now, we could have dovetailed it with targeting, but again, targeting was nothing. So if you're relying on digital targeting, which you know, it, it has been the main thing. Tomorrow, maybe we'll talk about cookies going away and how it's going to get more and more difficult to target with digital. <laughs> Unless you just go all in and let Google and Facebook do it for you, but then you don't know what's going on, so you can't really make your advertising consistent with their targeting. Think about that. Okay, so this is totally upside down from what we find in 150 years of testing Check out scientificadvertising.com. Get the book. 150 years of testing. We've proven that targeting is the number one thing. If someone's not interested, they're not interested. Okay? And creative is, is after offer. So it's list, offer, creative in that order. Only from 150 years of testing. But the advertising world thinks it's completely the opposite. I'll go head-to-head -head against any of them absolutely love to but anyway 
Tom makes the point that they spent the most time, they gave their agency the most guidance, even when they were a tiny brand, and they got much more attention because they worked together well. And I think that's a really key point. But if you're doing mainly agency advertising, then mail might be the key to you being able to generate a decent creative brief. And that's a really interesting idea that you will probably won't even get from Tom Fishburne. Okay. Lob, which does personalized advertise, uh, personalized mail, has now integrated with Salesforce. What that means is that from the Salesforce app itself, you can send mail. Now, that was kind of how we built it back in the early 80s when we first built CRM software. As far as I know, we had our first, we were the first to build it, and it you know the this, the telesales rep would bring up the uh, purchase history and information about the co customer and comments that they'd made, etc. And when they finished, oftentimes they could pick, you know, just by hitting F1, F2, F3. That was, I don't know if we even had mice in those days. <laughs> but anyway, by clicking, by a couple of simple clicks, they could bring up a template and add a few sentences to it to make it extra personalized. And then we would print them at night, shove them in an envelope, and off they would go. So this is nothing new, but we're circling back after 30 or 40 years. Okay, also, I thought this was good. IBA does a deal. IBA, which is um, a radio uh, independent broadcasters association, okay? It's a radio thing, mostly. And they're now partnering with We Mail America, which means that if you're mainly doing radio, you can now add mail to your target audience in your MSA, okay? And... Um, the company has created a business model that couples direct mail to a full offering of digital advertising services. So once again, we're seeing integration of mail. We're seeing the importance of coming back to mail, which brings me to my favorite article of the day, why direct mail has never been more effective. And this is from Estate Agent Today in the UK. It's, it's a... Uh, it's, it's a company that manages real estate agencies, I, I believe. And they said, you know, everybody took all their money last year this time and put it into social media, okay? Uh, but it might be too much of a good thing and has contributed to the increasing effectiveness of direct mail because we're inundated with digital marketing. Yes, we are. You can't get away from it. And, <laughs> you know, you... You, you tend to switch off the ads as you scroll through social media. Or, as I found out in the last few weeks from PGATour.com, when you bring up the leaderboard, they stick ads right in the middle of it, which I don't like at all. And so the brands that are in the middle of the PGA Tour, I'm going to try not to fraternize because they're interrupting my wonderful perusal of the leaderboard. They don't do it on the Masters, I'll tell you that. Okay, so you need to get notice, and when direct mail arrives your letterbox, it's much harder to ignore. Here's something I thought was, yeah, some people like getting the mail, but here it is. Engagement with mail is higher. According to Royal Mail, and they do a great job. I've worked with them a little bit. Mail Engagement with mail is higher than ever before at 96%. <coughs> I don't know quite how you get don't get to 100%, but... Let's just say well over 96%. I guess if the direct mail was bundled into a big pile, 
and you knew there was nothing else in there because you had informed delivery, you could throw it all in the trash without even looking through it. Thank you, USPS, for that digital innovation. Direct mail allows homeowners to engage with your marketing on their terms. See, it's user-friendly. High engagement, user-friendly, and it can drive the creative process by giving you hard data, not only about who responds. All media can do that if you can track your sales. But direct mail, unlike other media, gives you delivery to the household, to the decision maker, and you can see then who, who got it and who looked at it and who did not buy. And that gives you the differentiating factors in machine learning to allow you to get smarter faster. So if you're in e-commerce and you don't have a direct mail component driven by someone who knows what they're doing, then you're missing out on the biggest opportunity to learn from your marketing. Okay. Also mentions QR codes. I'm a big fan of QR codes. So a lot of people look at their mail and they have, they're not either or, they're not either on mobile or on, uh, or in the real world. They're bouncing back and forth. You know, watch your kids. <laughs> yeah, driving and texting. I had a niece who could text from, with the phone still in her pocket. I'm just amazed how that could happen. Anyway, your target audience isn't either on online or offline. They straddle both. So it makes sense for agents to adopt a multi-channel marketing approach. And I would, I would suggest that mail should be the foundation, not digital. Your digital will get much more effective if you, if you start with mail and go to digital than the other way around. Because you don't know what's going on. Because you don't know who actually engaged with it, actually read it, and still didn't order. You don't know. You do with mail. Okay? One of the best ways to reach homeowners continues to be through their letterbox. At Ravensworth, we're seeing a definite increase in the number of estate agents incorporating direct mail into their marketing campaigns. It has never been more effective as a springboard to online engagement. We should put that right, get that tattooed on our chest or something. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye-bye.